Saskatchewan needs to build 140,000 houses in the next eight years. Cameron Chiquette, the CEO of the Saskatchewan Landlord Association, joins me today and we discuss this shortfall and more. Hope you enjoy. This is the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, the show that highlights Saskatchewan real estate. Looking to buy your first house, your next investment property? Subscribe to never miss an episode. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Hello and welcome back to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Caroni, and joined again by CEO of the Saskatchewan Landlords Association, Cameron Chiquette. Cameron, really happy to have you back on. There was some big news in the media uh, this past week, and we really look forward to chatting about how Saskatchewan's housing, uh, we might see a lot of units needed to come onto the market. But first, Cam, thanks so much for coming back on. My pleasure. Happy to be here. So before we get too much farther into it, Cam, let, let's touch on the overall organization that came out with this news, the Saskatchewan Housing Continuum, and what provincial organizations make up this grouping of people? So the Saskatchewan Housing Continuum Network is composed of five organizations, uh, Habitat for Humanity Saskatchewan, the Saskatchewan Realtors Association, and then both home builders associations from Regina and region and Saskatoon region, and then our association, uh, the Saskatchewan Landlord Association. Okay, and, and the big headline that uh, you folks made up from the, from the Saskatchewan Housing Continuum Network stating that by 2030, so eight years away, we're going to need around on the high end, 142,000 units to be built to handle projected population growth. Now, can you walk us through how you guys came up with these numbers or where did, where did 141,000 come from? So the network worked with an economist to understand the current OECD average uh, across the organization for economic cooperation and development to establish a bit of a benchmark in terms of going from population of 1.4 million in 2030, how many units do, are we gonna need based on, on that benchmark? And that benchmark turned out about 142,000 units. Wow. Now, on the, on the other side of the scale, we looked at the current ratio of housing in Saskatchewan, which, which showed that we would need about 98,500 units based on how we're currently living in Saskatchewan, which many argue to be insufficient in some ways. So as our headline read, we need roughly 100 to 142,000 more units uh, to house 1.4 million people in the next eight years if we were to meet that that population target here in the province. Good news for all the carpenters, electricians, and, and plumbers in the province, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, we already know the spin-offs that are, are a result of the rental housing and homeownership industries. Uh, however, what we what we haven't projected is really that economic impact and that, that's coming in future studies but as you as you, you so aptly point out that that spin-off is really felt across uh, the industry across each specific economy from cans of paint to you know furniture movers everything in between that goes into building a home renting a home all of those things contribute to the well-being and the generation of wealth in, in the province Absolutely. And so as we're talking about 
this number and the amount of units that are, are coming on. Is this really a bit of an, uh, an answer to a question that hasn't been asked yet, but we're seeing in other parts of the country that obviously places like Toronto, Vancouver, they're, they're struggling with a lack of housing supply. Is, is a little bit of this to get ahead of a problem maybe that we don't have yet? That's exactly why we undertook this research and why we've created this network is to be able to answer those questions with Saskatchewan data, with Saskatchewan insight. We know that housing is a local issue and that the dialogue that goes around uh, the media across the country is often centered in Canada's priciest markets of Toronto and Vancouver, where a two-bedroom, 700-square-foot rental is $3,700 a month. Well, I can rent a four-bedroom bungalow by Market Mall for 2000 Different worlds. So the network came to the table together to ask and answer the question, how many units are we short here in our province? We know it's a roughly 1.4 million uh, housing units short across the country, 600,000 of which are in Ontario. There's aging rental stock across the country. But what we didn't know was, well, how many units are we short? And that is, is the precipice in which we generated this research and brought this report to the public to say, we're short you know, anywhere from 100 to 142,000 units, depending on, on how fast our population grows over the next eight years. Which is fairly aggressive, because if we say eight years in the future, you know, future Ron and Cam, they can deal with that. But you can't front load or you can't back load, I should say, this problem. If you're going to bring thousands of units onto the market, I've written down here just from my very basic math calculation, using the timeline of eight years, we'd need around 17,500 houses, condos, townhouses per year. And you know, that, that's a, a massive amount of homes coming onto the market. I, I don't know if you know, Cam, do, do we know what our current production of units is? And, you know, how far are we away from that number? Ron, we're pretty far. Uh, roughly, uh, well, let's say last year, we, we had just over 3,000 uh, units enter the rental or enter the, the market, 3,000 oh. additional units oh. built. And that's new housing completions, remember, Ron. So we can get additional units by you developing your basement suite or perhaps, uh, you know, converting a side of a house into a duplex, right? There are, there are innovative ways to get additional units without actually building another unit right from scratch, right? right. So, but that gives you an idea that the 10, the 20 year average is just over 4,000 units a year. To put it in perspective, it over the last 30 years, the housing industry has created about 98,000 additional units in 30 years. And we're saying we likely need that amount in eight, which shows just how important good housing policy is to making sure that supply can be built and be built fast if the market demands it. And what I can say is I hope future Ron and Cam don't have any more gray hair than we do right now. That's for sure. Touching it up here. No kidding. So I, I know the part of the answer to this question, Cam, obviously we're seeing it right now is that we are underbuilt. There's a lack of supply 
And that, of course, makes housing less affordable for everyone. So are there any other consequences to ignoring this problem, you know, pushing it back and, and just letting housing prices go up without stock coming on the market? Can we talk about uh, what will happen if we don't address this need for housing? Well, it, it, the, there are a variety of challenges that arise when housing becomes quite unaffordable. What, what we'll see is, is people um, increase their, their uh, propensity to rent, which as a landlord, I'm certainly in favor of, right? I'll check my bias uh, for everybody. Um, however, we do need to have an adequate balance between homeownership, rental housing, and the other components of the housing continuum. Uh, it will also be harder for organizations and companies in Saskatchewan to retain top talent if there are other places that are more affordable to live. So it, it's about the competitive advantage that our province needs to retain in order to attract talent here, in order to be a, a, an affordable place to raise a family, to buy a home and to find good paying jobs here in the province. So those challenges arise quite quickly as, we, as we've seen in other markets, if supply isn't bolstered and it, it squeezes lower income folks more, which can lead to you know, downstream impacts that I've talked about publicly around homelessness, poverty, and those things. Certainly affects those on the lower income ladders uh, greater, but everybody gets pinched a little bit harder when, uh, it, when the province is, is more uh, or less affordable to live in. Coming back to something we, we kind of touched on a little bit, and I like that you did mention this, Cam, that this is not necessarily breaking ground on, on brand new neighborhoods. There are some innovative things that can be done at a local level to address this problem. So let's chat about these solutions. Where are we going to find 100 to 140,000 units over the next eight years? Well, I'm going to be cautious in my response because the research didn't provide a bunch of solutions and we did that on purpose, uh, largely because we need more time to develop policy recommendations for, for all levels of government. Uh, but what, what I can tell you is that it's not just going to be uh, everybody building a duplex or a fourplex. Uh, we're going to see a combination of, of multifamily rental houses that need to be built and, and for the first year on record last year, we actually saw more multifamily rental housing units built than those intended for home ownership, like traditional townhomes or condos. So we are seeing the market change a little bit, um, and we're going to see that change continue depending on consumer preferences, but it also depends on local issues like zoning and land development. So for example, uh, a policy recommendation, you know, municipally might be ensuring that we promote infill developments to to decrease urban sprawl and make sure we're using the land within Circle Drive in Saskatoon, for example, more efficiently by allowing a duplex to be built or allowing a, a low rise a multifamily residential development to be built in our established neighborhoods. Those are a number of, of, of easy, uh, not easy solutions, but solutions that might help us get to that unit. But another one is, is incentivizing secondary units in, in current homes that you or I might have in our bungalow homes. If, if we can put a secondary basement suite in, uh, that, that's a unit, right? And 
uh, we're not going to discount any of those options. And, and as a network, we look forward to, to being much more specific in terms of recommendations on how to meet those goals. And so stay tuned. So if, if I understand, Cam, this is the early stage of, hey, we, we've addressed the problem. Something needs to be done. And now over the next weeks, months, years, it's coming up with a solution in conjunction with all these different organizations, including local governments and provincial. Absolutely. The work is really just starting. What the purpose of this report and the creation of our network is about is realizing that we need to provide local insights and data to the housing conversation. We've now shown the public and government that if we are on track to meet the government of Saskatchewan's growth plan goal of 1.4 million people by 2030, this is what we're going to need for housing. And there are a number of questions that immediately come after that. Well, how many single family homes versus rental units, right? Where does social or community and affordable housing fit into the continuum, right? All of those other questions are yet to be answered. And, and we look forward to presenting our views on, on those solutions and, and those different parts of the continuum. And that'll be done in lockstep with a number of partners, not only just the five of us in the network, but like you said, with decision makers, with governments and, and with other organizations who are providing housing. So uh, it, it's likely to be a long road ahead because uh, housing is, is, is a local issue, but, but it, it is certainly a complex one from, from zoning bylaws to development fees to uh, rental tenancy matters, right? Everything in between impacts housing. So, right. uh, and, and not even counting all of the economic factors that are currently going on, whether that be interest rates or the supplies that it takes to build housing. Lots of different things that are layered into this. So I can appreciate the enormity of, of what you guys are kind of taking on here. And I, I applaud you for it. And I think it's wonderful to get ahead of this uh, while we can and, and work for, towards solutions. Yeah, I mean, another really big one is, are we going to have the workers to help build those additional units, right? right. The, the, the men and women to pound nails and build trusses and install windows and all of those things, right? P it takes people to do that, right? So we need to make sure that we've got the workforce in Saskatchewan to facilitate that growth. Uh, so, yeah, an, a number of challenges. It's, it's a steep hill to climb, but uh, we're, we're ready and willing to do the work. Get your studded boots and ice picks, hey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm just gonna keep this job. I'm not much of a of a, a carpenter by by trade. So, last word on this, Cam. Anything else to touch on on the project? Uh, but before we move on to to uh, wrapping it up here, you know, the network is really quite bullish on contributing to the public policy dialogue on this on on housing we know that it's a local issue and that municipal and provincial governments have a lot to say on housing uh, and that it's going to vary region by region what uh, what a solution looks like in prince albert might be entirely different than what what it's like in yorkton or saskatoon um, and, and what what the market in each region in terms of the housing mix is going to be quite different so uh, we're, we're looking forward to diving into that further research and uh, ready and willing to, to partner with other organizations as the needs arise to, to make sure we can, we can grow to that, that 1.4 million. Excellent. So Cam, you were on the podcast quite, quite recently here. And so you've already taken my 
end of podcast question from last time. So we'll throw a different one at you. If you have any book recommendations at the moment for, for anyone who's watching out there. Well, I'm currently reading the 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, and it's really about becoming a morning person and using your morning to really set the stage for the rest of your day to be more productive, more purposeful. Uh, full disclosure: I'm not a 5 a.m. person. I'm not. I'm not a morning guy. I'm, I'm much more of a night owl. But uh, looking forward, I'm about halfway done the book, and it's got some good practical insights in terms of why 5 a.m. is a great way to wake up and you know it's not hard at this time of year it's beautiful outside at 5 a.m. and the sun is shining most often here in the province uh, but I, I think it should be written to like the 8 a.m. club for winter <laughs> in Saskatchewan because it's just dark for so long but uh, I, I'd encourage people if you're not a morning person it might be a, a great way to kind of get into that. I did morning radio for uh, four, four odd years, and I'll tell you that you never, ever get used to waking up at 4 a.m. It's just something you kind of grit your teeth and, and burn into. So, But no, well, thank you so much for the recommendation, Cam. Uh, if people are looking for more information on the, the specific topic that we talked about here with the, the units that need to come on board, the Saskatchewan Housing Continuum Network or the Saskatchewan Landlords Association, uh, how can they find more information or get in contact with you? Well, by all means, in terms of the network, don't hesitate to reach out to any one of our partners, uh, be it the Realtors, Habitat for Humanity, or the Home Builders Associations in Saskatoon or Regina. If, if you'd like more information on the report, we'd be happy to send it to you or, or take you out for coffee and give you a bit of an insight. And if you need more information on, on what we do here as, as the rental housing industry's leader, uh, don't hesitate to visit our website or I'm always happy to connect on, on LinkedIn. Uh, but yeah, happy to help, happy to continue the conversation. I know you're a really busy guy, Cameron, so I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to do this interview. And uh, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure, Ron. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you found it informative and educational, do me a favor and hit the like and subscribe button. Until next week, I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. Bye for now.